The Yoga Teeth Podcast is mindfulness for dental professionals. I'm your host, Heather Bolton. In this episode, we will be talking about being mindful of prevention with Robin Roberts. She is an expert on how it can increase production as a dental professional. She has been a hygiene coach and now a dental hygiene consultant for many offices. She is passionate, revolutionary, and warm-hearted. I am so thrilled that she can be with us on this episode. Very thankful for you to take the time. Well, I think this is so cool that you have a podcast and anything that hygienists do to try and make the dental world a better place is a good thing. I'm happy to be on. I'm super excited because I really believe in what you do. I, I constantly am quoting the prevention is kindness. <laughs> I've seen that. I love it a lot. And I'm glad it resonated with you because it's like, that's what matters. You know, it's at the core of all good hygiene. Yes. Yes. I, I totally agree that, that you have a podcast. This is just like so. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. Like, did you start it in school? I started recordings in school, but I didn't publish it until after I graduated. Mm-hmm. And I've done a few episodes and I have a few more um, scheduled already. It's, it's pretty exciting, honestly. And I'm going to be a guest on some shows. So that's going to be really fun. Awesome. I'm excited for you. Thank you. I'm really excited because I feel like it's a topic that really needs to be talked about, you know, mm-hmm. like mindfulness and yeah. all of that. So, and that's part of the reason why I wanted you to come on because I feel like you're really good at that. And we're passionate about it. Both of us are really passionate about doing things the right way, I think. So, yes, I just feel like you're an inspiration. So, oh, thanks. My name's Robin Roberts. I'm a registered dental hygienist like yourself. And I think something that maybe just sets me apart a little bit is that um, while all of us in the field know that prevention is really important, um, and we also know that performance to our doctor is really important, I feel so passionate about the fact that those two things can come together. So I've spent the majority of my career in hygiene consulting, of like taking care of the patient and making money as, as two opposite things. And I love, love, love to show hygienists that they can be the same thing. And actually when you take better care of your patient, you're more successful and more productive and more money comes. I started my own business. It's called Hygienics, um, which I don't know if you remember this, Heather, but I love that the definition of hygienics is it's a science that deals with um, preserving and promoting health, which is what we do in a nutshell. We preserve health and we promote health in, in, in the mouth. Yeah, I remember. I don't know if you looked over my notes. It's kind of embarrassing because I took like six pages of typed notes on your- I did look over your notes and I have to tell you, it was the most flattering thing ever. I I even like was going to text my other hygiene friend and say, I've never seen someone's notes of one of my lectures. I really haven't. I've given a lot of lectures. I've taught hundreds of hygienists. I've never seen someone's takeaway from it. And it was just really cool to see. So thanks for sharing them with me. Don't feel silly at all. Oh, I'm so glad. I just want to ask you a few questions. And so the first one would be, what does it mean to you to be a mindful dental professional? Okay, when we're talking about hygiene specifically, 
when we're thinking of being mindful in our in our career in our everyday work with patients to me that means we are never forgetting that we are someone's preventative person we're that we're their person for prevention in their mouths it's easy in our field and in what we do to get into kind of the day-to-day of life like Profi exam, bite wings, goodbye. Profi exam, bite wings, goodbye. Okay, I did my hygiene job. I cleaned their teeth. I turned them over to the dentist to see if there's any work to do. But being mindful to me means remembering this person's in my chair for a reason. The people that truly don't care about their teeth don't come to the dentist. This person in my chair is hoping that they don't have a cavity. They're hoping to not have cavities in the future, which tells me a lot. It tells me already if someone is in my chair, they're concerned about prevention, like like they're interested in prevention and they're concerned about, you know, um, their teeth. And so I like to remember that on every patient, even if my job feels a little bit redundant, I am like, this is a unique individual in my chair who cares about prevention and I'm their preventative person. I'm the person who went to school for this. They, they on purpose didn't go to school. They're probably not interested in dentistry, you know? So it's up to me to show them what we have in in the arsenal, what I have up my sleeve, every little thing I can do to help them. Because as you know, and probably most of your listeners know, there are so many opportunities on each tooth to get a cavity. On each tooth, our patients sometimes think of like a tooth, a cavity, and it's like, oh no, no, no. We know that there is a mesial, a distal, a buccal, a lingual, an occlusal, you know, there's all these places they can get a cavity. And so we have to be vigilant and mindful that this person's here for a reason they aren't experienced they don't know what we know and when we don't share with them everything we have to prevent cavities it's a disservice to the patient so being mindful to me is really remembering that they're here for a reason and that each person's an individual and it's our it's our job it's our duty to them to make sure we um really step up, step it up, level up is what I like to call it, that we level up in the preventive department, not just clean their teeth and kick them out of our chair. I think that is so amazing that you have like a why you do things. It's not just the day in and day out. Is there something in particular that has shaped your why? Yeah, I thanks for asking that question, by the way, because that's really the key to everything. When we remember why we're doing what we're doing and even further back than that why did we go to hygiene school why were we interested in teeth why do we want to work with patients then it it helps keep keep us on course of of what we're doing so i love a book by simon sinek it's called start with why um and he introduces something called the golden circle i don't know if anyone listening has ever heard of that before but he talks about how so just imagine a big circle At the center of the circle is the word what. The next ring out from that circle is the word, um, or sorry, center of the circle. Let me start over. Center of the circle is why. Next ring out is how. And the farthest ring out is, is what. So most companies, most industries, everybody knows what they do. Um, The example he gives in the book, I think is about Uh, Mac, he talks about Apple a lot as a company. And he says, you know, you go to anyone at, at Apple and say, what do you guys do? And they all can tell you, we make computers. (laughs) We, we make technology, we we make electronics, you know, they all can tell you what you do. 
And then you say, okay, how do you do it? That's the next circle in, remember? So, so how do you do it? Because less of us can answer how we do what we're doing. Everyone knows what we're doing, less can answer how we do it. So this person at the, at the Mac store, right? Might, you know, you say, oh, you make computers cool. How do you do that? And you've, you've already lost them. They're like, I, I don't know. I just work here. I, I don't make them, but that's what we do. And, and then very few industries, companies, corporations can tell why we're doing what we're doing. And so when we start with why, like Simon Sinek suggests that we find that first, what we do, we clean teeth. A lot of us can say that that's what we do. How do we do it? We could explain that to you too. We went to school for it. We know exactly about a tip and a toe and a, a fulcrum and how we're supposed to do our instrumentation. Like we could explain that too. But I believe, you know, I agree with Simon Sinek that probably very few of us could say why we're doing it. And I, in my experience, a lot of girls in school can tell you why they went to hygiene school, why they're passionate about prevention and dentistry in general. Um, and, and, and new grads kind of still have that fire too. But sometimes you talk to someone who's been in the field for 10, 15 years and, and, and say, really, why are you doing what you're doing? And they don't know. And, and sometimes it's like, well, it's how I support my family. The why is more than a paycheck. The why is why you got into this in the first place. And honestly, if everyone would sit down and say, okay, why do I love hygiene? Why do I want to work with patients? Why do I care about prevention? If we start there, we find that it just, it shines out of our eyeballs when we're talking to our patient chair side, they can tell, oh my gosh, you're here because you care about me because you also don't want me to get cavities. And so identifying your why is really important. I, like, I'll give you a quick one. One for me, like a big why it's a patience can be your why my family is my why I realized that as I became more productive as a hygienist, I got more time with them and, and they're super important to me. So that's one of the reasons that's one of my whys, why I want to be a, not just a hygienist in general, but a productive hygienist. I think that is so amazing. Like when we have our why, we have that passion. And like you said, our patients are going to see that. And mm -hmm. we're going to be able to gain these um, really good relationships with them with, and they'll be able to trust us and all the things. But in reality, what is the benefit for dental professionals to be mindful of prevention? All right, so we we know that that's good for patients to, to start with why and to really care about what they care about, which is not getting a cavity. And so we get ourselves in that right, right mindset, but what's the benefit to us to do things that way? It sure is a lot easier to just go to work, take the x-rays, scrape the teeth, send them home. You know, like that's the easier way for us to work. It's harder to be a better hygienist. So it's a valid question to say, what's in it for us? What's the benefit for us as dental professionals to really be prevention focused? And I hope, I hope most people listening, you know, everybody knows it's, it's easier, less expensive, uh, less traumatic for the patient to, um, fix the problem before it's there. You know, it's a whole lot easier to come to your cleanings twice a year than, um, ignore your dental work till you get have need a root canal you know i feel like all of us in the field know that that like that makes life easier to focus on prevention too um but 
if we want to talk about production, which is a big part of what I do, um, as a hygienist, when you can be more productive, you become more valuable to the office. When the office is more productive, this is this is security for everyone who works there. And I know sometimes when you just have one role in the office, like hygiene, like I'm the hygienist, it's hard to see the big picture, but I've worked with a lot of dentists who say, you know, they have goals. They have, here's our daily goal. Here's our production goal. Here's what we need to do. And hygienists, uh, assistants, office managers, they're like, gosh, that dentist is so like goal focused or numbers focused or money focused. And I learned quickly being in consulting that the dentist isn't just money, 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 money. He he didn't, he came to also to dentistry for a reason. He loves patients too, but dentists learn quickly when they open their own practice that it's like, wow, it's not just me and my family I'm looking out for anymore. Multiple dentists have expressed to me like, okay, you know, Sheila's daughter is getting married next summer and this person has this kid going off to college and oh my gosh, she's pregnant. So we're going to have to worry about her. They are worrying about 10 families, you know, not just their family, they're worrying about 10 families. So it, it's kind of a chain of events. We want our office to be successful and productive because when the office does well, everyone who works at the office does well. It's just true. And so we all have a part in that. Some of us are paid um, commission-based, some of us are hourly plus commission. So when we're more productive, we can see a direct impact to in our paycheck. But if you're not commission-based, you're just hourly-based, there still is a direct benefit to you helping your office be more productive. And the key to doing that the right way is being mindful of prevention. I love that you are talking about how it also increases production, but it also creates a really good team-building environment. Mm-hmm. It does. And it's like everybody taking care of each other by taking care of the patients. It's just, this is my favorite because it's not a win lose situation. Like, yay, the office wins and the patient loses. If you know, if there's any practicing hygienists listening to this, which is I sure I'm sure that's your audience. We all know the joke of like, you know, dentist makes a treatment plan and the patient's like, Oh, is this your, is this your boat payment? And we all are like, ha, ha, ha. You know, that's not why we're doing it. But when we laser focus on doing the right thing for the right reason, which is preventing problems. And, you know, the patient in my chair, I'm trying to keep out of the, the doctor's chair, really, because I'm focusing on their health and their prevention. And when we do that, we actually can get more productive because there's services for our patients to participate in, such as, you know, a lot of offices sell electric toothbrushes. I believe in fluoride. I believe in sealants. These are all extra services that when we show the patient we're doing the right thing, we're, we're, we're aligned in our goals of not wanting them to get cavities, then the hygiene department by itself really increases production and that helps take care of the office and everybody in the office. But it's not at the expense of the patient, it's for the benefit of the patient. Yes. I love that so much. It's not necessarily like the benefit or paying for the dentist's vote, um, boat <laughs> or vacation. Yeah. But what would you say are like your how can a dental professional increase production by being mindful of prevention? Because you talked about the why and the what. What would you say are a couple tips? Yeah. So that's kind of that. This just leads in perfect because it's a couple of the things I mentioned before. But if I'm a hygienist 
listening to me right now and I, I am like, okay, what are the most important things that I could focus on to increase my production, not at the expense of my patient. And you guys, when I say at the expense of the patient, for some reason, there's just this belief. It's a false belief, but sometimes our patients have it. Sometimes I even meet professionals who are like, oh, what's my dentist doing? There's this belief that it's like, if the dentist is hard up for cash, he's going to try and find an extra cavity, you know, and it's so sad and it's so awful, but we're not functioning that way. That That's when a win-lose situation, when it's like, okay, we got more productive, but we, we scammed the patient, you know, that's not okay. And it's not ethical. And in my experience, almost no one's practicing like that. Maybe we all know a bad story, but, but for the most part, we're all trained to do right by our patients. And we just don't know how to make those two things match where it's like, we like money. We want to earn it. We want our office to be productive, but, but we have this hesitation of like a belief, a false belief that that has to come at the expense of the patient. So we see a lot of hygienists saying, I'm, I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to be productive because they think the other side of that is at the expense of my patient. So you realize, yeah, I'm not willing to be productive at the expense of my patient, but if you're willing to be open-minded, you'll see we can be productive for the benefit of our patient. And the way we do that, probably, I'm just gonna give you my, my, probably the fastest thing that can make the biggest difference is by offering fluoride varnish to your adult patients. Maybe some of you are doing that already, but if you've been in the field for, I'm gonna say like two plus years, we all kind of start to fall into this cycle of letting the insurance dictate what we do. And we all know insurance typically does not cover fluoride for an adult patient. They have different ages, you know, no, no fluoride, 15 plus, 14 plus, or 18 plus. But at the end of the day, pretty much all insurance is not going to put fluoride to pay to put fluoride on someone who's, you know, 35 years old. And so it just becomes a norm in the office that adults don't get fluoride, kids do. And we start practicing that way. And we stop having a fluoride conversation once our patient turns 15. And when you think it, you're like, oh, why do we do that? It, it's so hard to, to not have that happen because insurance is such a big part of what we do. And, you know, we're working with it all the time. Um, so it's kind of natural to even, even subconsciously start letting it call the shots because insurance is important to our patient. They need it. A lot of times they need it to help. Um, pay for their services. So we start just like marching to the beat of that drum. And when you realize, okay, let's look at this realistically. There's a lot of research showing that fluoride can arrest incipient lesions. Fluoride doesn't just have a benefit for teeth that are 12 years old <laughs> in a 12 year old patient. Fluoride's beneficial for enamel and a 35 year old has enamel too. So you start looking at the research and you know, Dr. Gordon Christensen has done some great research. There's, you can look even just through old articles, RDH magazine, you can find clinical research on the benefits of fluoride. So I think really in hygiene, we're all on the same page that yes, fluoride is good for our patients of any age. Fluoride is good for teeth. We all can typically agree on that. Then we say, okay, why are we only having the conversation when our patient is under 15? And that makes us all say, hmm. <laughs> Why are we doing that? And we start to realize, okay, so fluoride is a win for our patient. Insurance doesn't cover it, which means the patient's going to have to pay for it. 
you start looking at how much that cost is. As of right now, I believe the national average fee for fluoride is about $43. And I think of myself, I think of my sisters, I think of my kids, my family, my friends. And I'm like, do I believe it's worth $43 for them to have fluoride on their teeth every six months? Do that every, yes, I do. I wholeheartedly believe that. So why am I not even offering it to my patient? Oh, because it's not a covered service. And we start to identify this cycle. And what's really happening is that when we don't offer something we know is good, like fluoride to our patient, we're actually doing a disservice to our patient. Someone like we took a hygiene oath to take care of our patients and, and, and unknowingly, not, not even on purpose, we kind of stopped doing what we're meant to do, which is be the preventative person for the person who's in our chair. Um, we have so many cool services and tips and tricks up our sleeves, things we can do that will really be impactful on their oral health long-term. And then we don't talk about it. So fluoride is the, is the first key I'm going to give you, or the main key I'm going to give you for production in the office, because that alone takes a lot of work and the work is mental. We have to say like, Oh, okay. Am I going to offer something to my patient that costs money? And we have to know it's not selling. You're not trying to convince them about something they don't need. This is something that is good for their teeth. And we're sorry, insurance doesn't cover it. We don't create insurance. We don't come up with the codes. We didn't pick their plan, but we have something in our drawer that will help them not get cavities in the future. Of course they have to brush, they have to floss, but this is gonna give their teeth their best shot for being cavity free going forward. And so why would we keep that information to ourselves? For sure, if your little sister's in the chair, you're gonna tell her to get fluoride on, right? And our patients just deserve that same kind of treatment, whether insurance covers it or not. Now, are you gonna cry and be offended if they say, no, I don't have $43 today? No, but you're gonna be able to go to bed that night knowing you lived up to your, your hygiene oath, you did, you took the best care of your patients that you could, you offered them everything. And then the patient always has a choice to accept or decline the service. But if we're not even letting them know it's an option, that's that's shame on us. So fluoride can help your office to be very productive very quickly. And most hygienist doctors aren't even really looking at it because it's not a covered service and also not looking at it because it's only $43, right? But in my experience, and, and if you're listening to this, you can test me out on this, okay? Standard, we're going to have eight patients in our chair for the day. If you know the right way to do it and, and, uh, you know, with hygienics and with me, I can, I can teach you the verbiage. I can teach you how to talk to patients. So it's not weird. It doesn't feel like you're selling something, but I know that you can get fluoride on six of those patients. You know, we can typically, we can see 75 to 80% of our patients accepting when we're offering preventative services. So if you multiply that by the average fee, that's an extra over $250 in production for you per day. Now, if you're working four days a week, just in fluoride alone, your production's going to go up over a thousand dollars. And I just think that's crazy. If you think about your own hourly wage in comparison to the fluoride fee, by just offering fluoride, you're almost, you're almost like counteracting, balancing out what the doctor pays you and anything above and beyond that, you are super productive. So the reason I said those specific numbers is because some people listening probably are getting paid on commission. They know what those numbers mean. They know what goals they have to hit. They know like, wow, if I'm over this, 
then maybe my own family can be impacted too, you know, with my paycheck. Maybe I can get my daughter into those dance lessons or this means something to us too. And again, it's not at the expense of our, of our patient, but that might be your why. Maybe you've had your eye on a preschool for your kids that you can't afford, but like, this is an easy way to give yourself a raise and it's in doing right by the patient at the same time. So that's what I mean when I say it's not a win-lose, it's a win-win-win. The patient wins, the office wins, we win, and everybody can sleep well at night knowing we're doing the right thing. And that's just, it's the best kind of income or production or anything to, to make that comes from doing the right thing for the right reason. And I really, really believe that. I completely agree too. Like it's a whole new way of thinking. Like I feel like you really are revolutionary and that is the importance of hiring a consultant to increase production and make a huge difference in our patients' lives. Yeah, a lot of hygienists, I'm not gonna lie, will hear the word consultant and be like, oh, oh gag, you know, because they relate it just with money. And like I said before, they're thinking money and good services, taking good care of the patients are on two totally different pages. But through hiring a consulting service, like I love to work with offices and show them that can be one and the same thing. And actually it needs to be because by not offering fluoride or not offering something that can really benefit the patient is is a disservice. You think you're you're doing right by them by maybe you know, not talking about things that insurance aren't, isn't covering and, and really you're taking away their choice of something that could be great. So consultants help with, you know, not just at least with my practice, my consulting practice, I don't come in and just say, Hey, Heather, you should do more fluoride. Hey, thanks. Bye. That'll make, that'll make, that'll give you a good increase in your production. But I'm also going to talk about why the science behind it. And then, and then, and then how that's the big Thing, right like anyone can come in I had an, like a guy come into my practice once this is long before I was doing consulting and said you guys need to do more perio and it was like okay <laughs> anybody can tell you you need to do more perio we know there's a lot of money in perio and that we know it's a big problem in America and that people need to be treated but anyone can come in and tell us what we should be doing but there's not a lot of people who can tell you here's exactly how to get it done and I know that I can teach that because I am a hygienist. I know what it's like to have a 50 to 60 minute appointment and to have to pick and choose the most important things to get done because I don't get to spend an hour on blood pressure and health history anymore. You know, things have to go quickly. And so um, fitting it all into the amount of time we have while making sure the patient knows we love them, we care about them, we don't want them to get cavities in the future and at the same time being really productive for our office it's kind of magical when it all comes together and that's what can consulting can help you do as an individual hygienist is really embrace that like you don't have to compromise your ethics your morals or anything like that to make money to be productive to make more money for your family or for your office but that those things actually can and have to come together to um, be the most efficient the most service oriented the most prevention focused and productive uh, dental professionals that we can be. Those things have to align and uh, we show offices how to do that. Yeah, I really uh, would support like any office hiring you. That's part of the reason why I wanted you to come onto the show because you have so much to offer us as dental professionals. Thank you. Thanks for saying that. 
Yes, of course. So how can the dental professionals contact you? What is the best way? Oh, thanks. So I love email. Robin, my name is Robin, R-O-B-I-N at hygienicsconsulting.net. And my website is hygienicsconsulting.net. They can check out the website, see what I do. Um, some doctors bring me in just for one day of training and I offer CEs. So, you know, it's not, um, it's a day that can, can go towards renewing your license too. But most doctors who hire me um, do a one-year commitment, which is a couple different trainings. I'll come into your office, wherever you're located. I've been all over the United States and even to Canada before. Um, so I'll come to you. And then we have monthly accountability calls together as a team, just the hygienists and just me as their coach um, to talk about how'd the last month go? Where, where are your numbers at? What kind of conversation are you having chair side? And, and I love these calls because sometimes you can probably relate to this too. Sometimes we just need someone else who's not in our office and not the dentist to say like, oh my gosh, I felt stupid today. Like I said this and here's what the patient said to me and I just froze. I didn't even know what to do. And we talk through that kind of stuff and we all learn from it and we all feel better prepared for next time. But the whole goal always is how can we serve our patients and be more productive in the same appointment? And we are accountable to each other. We look at numbers, we talk about what we did great, what we could do better. Um, and it's, it's really fun. It's really fulfilling. So if you're in the kind of mode of like, oh my gosh, I'm doing the profi exam, bite wing goodbye, profi exam, getting burned out of hygiene. Um, you might want to consider having a consultant, like having me come in and relight that fire, um, that we all had at the beginning. We all went in loving hygiene and loving serving our patients, but it's really insurance that starts kind of, <laughs> having us feel a little disheartened that we just have to do things a certain way. And we don't, we can, we can do things our way and make that right by the patient too. Thank you so much for setting aside some time to be a guest on my podcast. Cause you really are like revolutionary. And I really appreciate that you would hang out with me because I invited you to do this because you're doing really interesting things with your life that I feel like all dental professionals could um, benefit with and I really think that we could all learn something from you and the cool thing about you is that you're not just about increasing production but also creating an environment in an office that everyone is on the same page exactly I love that you said that I say sometimes like we need to make sure everyone's singing from the same sheet of music you know that's how everything turns out the best so when I come in to do a training, it's not just the hygienists. I Do I have time to give a little quick example, Heather? I would love an example. So the example I wanted to give is because, you know, sometimes a doctor will think hygiene training, let me send my hygienists. And we really need the whole team there. So when we train, we have a day that includes the doctors, the assistants, the, the office staff, um, and the hygienist all. And the example I like to give is you think about the doctor doing a root canal and he's getting production for that root canal, right? But I like to say, did he really do that root canal by himself? And the answer is no. You know, we got someone in his chair or the girls, the awesome girls up front got a patient in the chair. He had an assistant by him the whole time. We, he probably had assistants flipping his room too, doing the room setup. The doctor does the actual work, but 
production is a team effort. So we know that the doctor needs a lot of support when he has a procedure like that. And then on the other side, we have hygiene and everyone just kind of says, all right, let the hygienists do their thing. But if we want to maximize production on the hygiene side, support also needs to happen. So we can't have a hygienist saying like, fluoride, oh my gosh, I love fluoride. I want to put fluoride on your teeth. And the patient goes up to check out and the office manager says, what the heck are you doing? This isn't covered by insurance. That, that's just a quick way to show how detrimental it is to not be on the same page. You can imagine the confusion that that would bring to the patient. The patient feels awkward. You know, they're like, uh, they can tell something's weird. So we like the office managers, the, the dentists, the assistants to all be on the same page. Even though it is hygiene training, there's a lot of things that we talk about that the dentist needs to be on board with, that the assistants need to be on board with, that the people in the front need to know are going to change. Um, and that's what will make the hygienist most productive. So thinking of us more as a team instead of just the hygienist and then everybody else, but we are all, we all want the doctor to be productive. We all want the hygiene department to be productive. So it's pretty critical that everyone's there, but that's what a day in training looks like is that the whole office would sit down um, and take a day to learn how to maximize hygiene production for benefit of the patient. Yeah, I love that way of thinking because it's a huge paradigm shift. It's not usually how we think as hygienists or other people in the office, but it can totally change the production and everything. It can. It, it's impact is felt throughout the whole office. And so it's a good thing. It's a really good thing. And I like that, that verbiage too. It's a paradigm shift. It is because what I'm teaching isn't rocket science. It's not something that you didn't learn in school. It's almost just we forgot who we are and why we were doing this in the first place and, and the most important things, which is taking good care of the patient. Thank you so much. I feel like I could, like, I want to pick your brain like all day. Like, <laughs> Like crystalline, I would love to talk about like pH and water bottles and oh, yeah. all the oh, things. Yeah. I have been quoting you and um, sharing all the things that I've learned from you. So I really appreciate you and thank you so much. Well, thank you for helping spread the word. Really, the more of us that know about this, the better for our patients' oral health. So you're amazing. So thanks for having me on the show. I loved being here, loved um, talking to your audience. And I think the more we can get the word out about how prevention is a good thing and production is okay to talk about, the better. You're amazing. Thank you. And I uh, hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day changing the world. <laughs> <laughs> you too. Bye. Bye. Thank you again for our guest, Robin Roberts, a hygiene consultant for being on this episode. If you would like to contact her, you can at her email, robin at hygienicsconsulting.net or at her website, hygienicsconsulting.net. They can be found on the podcast description. Thank you. If you have any mindful tips that it can prove a dental hygiene career, I would actually love to hear them because I always want to improve on this important topic. Thank you for joining me. I'm Heather Bolton, and I'll catch you next time. Have a great day.